I have just gotten an entirely new level of respect for the iPad's internal microphone. I, I still can't believe that. That's insane. I know. We're just not going to give any credit to my hearing. <laughs> We're just going to 100%. Dude, the pre-roll for this, this episode is going to be fantastic. I was recording none of it. <laughs> Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we have a very special occasion today. Because what? Oh today we have a guest that is not physically in the room with us. Are we? Wait. You're talking to him. Are we doing Weijing right now? We're not doing Weijing. Nope. Are we Weijinging? We are not Weijing right now. Because I don't do ghosts, Doug. <laughs> I know, because we're not real. Sorry. I'm sorry. To... Uh, we will debate this later. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah. we have a wonderful guest via Skype. Uh, this this man I've known since 2005. Uh, yes. He is a paladin tank. What? In Not World it. of Warcraft. He deadlifts what? 545 pounds. What? And he is just a true great man from the wonderful state of New York. What? Please welcome Eric Dresner. Oh. You big silly hairy man you thank you welcome to the podcast my friend <clears throat> thanks for having me yes this is exciting because we've never done a skype guest before no uh and so this could go terribly awry but we have I've, no idea we are prepared I've never, yeah i've never been a skype guest before so it's first times for all of us then, i guess then we're all just going to agree to be gentle to each other yes exactly just, just be easy you know if you need to spit very mellow as justin yes. almost spits out his water <laughs> <laughs> The safety word is alacrity. <laughs> Goddamn right it is. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, uh, I think the world should know that you and I have been friends since 2005. That's a long time. That's like 12 years. That is. Good job, Justin. You mad. I surprised myself. Wow. Wonderful. And the unique thing is that we have actually never met in person. We've never met in person. I've seen you via video chat. You've yes. seen me in pictures that you probably, you know, we, do we, something. We Skype chatted a couple times on your phone. So. It would have been much better, oh, Eric, if you had said, I've seen you in person. <laughs> <laughs> and just left it at that. Yeah, you, you sleep really. You're beautiful when you sleep. Right. <laughs> That's why I don't do improv like you guys. <laughs> Well, I want to get to that in just a second, but um, it, we 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 uh, we met playing video games. It sounds like we, we talked did. about how we got married, right? <laughs> yeah. We met playing video games, and well, it uh, is a love story of sorts. It so. really is. It's a bromance, unlike it any is. other. So I want to I want to hear. So, what video game were you guys playing? Take a guess. World of Warcraft. Good guess. You are oh. correct. <laughs> Do you know that beforehand? I think maybe. I don't think I insight. did. Was, if Doug said yeah. it, I'd ignored it. There's a lot that Doug says I don't listen to. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He forgets that I say I love you every time we talk. Yeah. What? <laughs> so uh, it was right after I moved to Chicago, and I didn't have a job, and I was going to grad school, so I was playing World of Warcraft like all the time. Mm. And it had recently come out. For, it's been out for about a year. And I was playing with my friend uh, Jeff uh, yeah. at the time. And he and I um, were doing – I can't remember exactly what we were doing, but um, – this dude asked us to join a guild, and, this, and the name of this guild was called Tiger Moon. Tiger Moon. Which is one of the dumbest names for a guild ever. It's poetic, really. Uh, it's, it, poetic. it's something. It's kind of like Thunder Snow. <laughs> Thunder Snow is way more impactful and dangerous. Uh, Tiger Moon. Yes. Tiger Moon. It's like a bad anime is what right. I think of. Next <laughs> week like on Tiger it, Moon, Kiyoshi songs. decides to shit the bed. Um, <laughs> So yeah. um, my friend Jeff and I, uh, we joined. So I remember we were doing – this is so bad how I remember this um, because we were doing quests in Ashenvale. Ah. <laughs> wow. I haven't been there in like 12 years. Yep. Ex exactly. And uh, we ran into someone from Tiger Moon. We helped them and they're like, hey, you should join our guild. I remember Jeff and I were like, dude, should we do this? He's like, come on. Let's do it. I'm like, fine. So we did it. And um, – we met 
This is where basically Eric was part of of Tiger Moon, and then that's where he and I uh, started. Whoa, a friendship. I'm misremembering this. Are you? I, well, I remember coming in. The way I remember meeting you it was yes in Tiger Moon, mm-hmm. but the first time I remembered actually because I didn't actually play with you in the game. I went into like vent, and you were talking to the GM uh-huh. Obed, oh, and uh, I knew we were yeah. talking about Obed. <laughs> right. So so like, and all I remember is like I randomly just like accepted the request to join the guild because like i I don't know what i'm doing fine whatever Uh and i'm in the guild and he's in vent and he's just completely just bitching about something that does not need to be bitched about (laughs) and you were just there kind of listening but you could just i could tell at least i don't think he could tell but i could tell that you were kind of just you know through vent and i couldn't see your face or anything but you were Uh just kind of like nodding along and like being like yeah 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 sounds like me non-confrontational doug (laughs) right that was my that was my introduction to you and i was like you know what I don't like one of those guys, but I like the other one. <laughs> I would see you. So you walked in and there was someone who was like complaining or arguing about something that happened in the game? Yeah. What so, was the username? So the, the head of the guild or the guild master's name was Obad. Oh. Yeah, bad. And yep. he was a uh, he was a terrible, terrible player. Yeah. Just abysmal, abysmal guy. Like he had no idea what he was doing. Um, he had no idea how to make any money in the game. Like, I had to teach him economics in the game, like how to, you know, you get rare items and how to sell them in the marketplace. Like, he had no clue how to do any of this. And it became an ongoing joke for a long time how bad this guy was. And ultimately, it culminated in, <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but like, I, I got on like, uh, I got on an, uh, uh, like, a, it was, I think we used TeamSpeak at the time. It's, it's a, oh, yeah. a way to yeah. talk to people through games. And I essentially was just calling him out for being an idiot. I was like, you're a horrible gr- – you're guild leader. I was just like laying into this yeah. guy. I had a recording of it at one point in time. Did you really? What? I, I didn't tell you that, Eric. No. Yeah. Why don't I have it? You Jeff, never sent Jeff, it was in, Jeff was in the, the room just listening as, as oh, it all went down. That's amazing. And Jeff hated them too. Oh, Jeff hated him so much. And we uh, we eventually – I was just like, you're a terrible leader. You're shitty. Yeah. I'm quitting the guild. He's like, well yeah. – and he stuttered a lot too. I felt really bad like – this guy just had no idea what was going you know on. What? That's the thing is like I like he's probably a fine human being, you know, whatever, but like just did not know what he was doing in terms of being a GM and was kind of an asshole too. Yeah. Like I remember you would like steal loot from like people that kind of needed it. If you remember that one time with yeah. like Lord Alexander's Balax, he took it from someone <laughs> that like needed it and he used it for like his alt that he never played and then yeah. I was like, ah, kind of Yeah, I do remember Jesus Christ, these memories are coming back. Yeah. I love um, how we're like saying this stuff. You're like, cool, Lord Alexander's battle axe, great. That sounds like yeah. something I would take. <laughs> it was blue, Justin. It was a blue item. I would take rare. blue items. <laughs> I'd take them all. But, but wait, but wait, but wait. There was, I mean, there was many, like, it was a motley crew of characters we had in that oh my guild. God. But just like one of them that I found very entertaining to watch because it drove Doug crazy was... Uh, Doug, of course, of course, if you couldn't guess, he was a gnome mage. That was the character. That played, right? I mean, like, what else could he possibly be? That right. That, you look at Doug, you go, yeah, gnome mage. Yeah. Gnome mage, Smallest character in the game, and he can use magic. Yep. That's who Why I not? picture Doug. A wizard. Naturally. I was a wizard. I was a wizard. So anyway, but there was this other gnome mage in the guild called Peeps, and that was his name, Peeps, like, you know, like the marshmallow chickens. And uh, he just drove Doug crazy because I think he kind of looked up to Doug as like a mentor, but like he was either a kid or like really slow (laughs) and Doug was just like not about and not having it. And he would always like try and get Doug to duel him. And Doug would sometimes begrudgingly like, you know, accept. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was just kind of hilarious just to really, it's hilarious to me because just hearing Doug grunt about and like team speak or just being like, God damn it, this kid, like, I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to like lead him on any quests or anything. (sighs) Peeps was very needy. I could just see like him following you around, tugging on your wizard's cloak, <laughs> going like, "Come on, take me along." You're like, "Peeps, not now. We're prepping for a raid. You're too small. Just relax. We'll you'll have your chance. Come on, I can do it. Really, I can." Yeah, he, it's weird how that happened. That was it was a Motley Crew. There was another. There was like a 55 year old retired lady who played oh, yeah. the game named Doris. <laughs> There was a there was an older retired guy named named Old Salt, like oh, I don't remember him. Uh, there was uh, Parv. Do you remember Parv? Obviously, Parv was great. I still have her letters. <laughs> I still have her letters on my robe in Skywall. Uh, like I saved them all because she would just send these random ass freaking letters that were just hilarious. And I can't 
even give a good example because they were essays, but they were beautiful. They were just the most random, like yeah. amazing things. Uh, it was like consciousness, but like surreal and dreamlike. It was there was so much there. Oh and, man! And then uh, Gargarensis. Yeah, Garg. He was my little. I I ran with him, and then we like found you and Jeff. Like, Justin right, just guys. visibly shook his head, like, "What the fuck just came out of your mouth?" I don't agree with anything you're saying. <laughs> Gargarensis. Gargle <No>. this. <laughs> Gargle this. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, I mean, what happened? I, I like to think that we were the reason for the downfall of Tiger Moon. <laughs> yeah. At least that's that's how I remember it. I think we just kind of like had enough and we all left. And I like to think the guild fell apart because of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it went more or less. But yeah, yeah. So long story short, we met through uh, through World of Warcraft, and then we've kind of played it on and off over the years. And then we just stayed in touch. And then every now and again, one of us would be like, hey, I got this game. We should play it. And then we, the other yeah. one would get it, and we start playing it. And then we catch up, and we've just stayed in touch for 12 years, which is kind of kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was a few dark periods, but then, yeah. you know, and then, but then, like, we'd always find each other again, just like true love <laughs> always does. It's so true, because, like, it might be, like, a few months. Now we don't go too, without, you know, too long without talking yeah. to each other. But there was a while. It was maybe, like, a year. Did you guys ever see the movie Serendipity? <laughs> Ever, I feel like you're essentially describing that, but like in a really nerdy, you nerdy seen, way. Uh, you ever seen You Got Mail? <laughs> Same thing, right? You guys you ever seen Garbage Pail Kids? <laughs> <laughs> I have, actually. I don't remember it, but I've seen it. Sorry. Yeah, it seems like a really gross... I remember having those cards, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a, guy, there's a guy at work who's got one of those cards tacked up. His name's Andrew, and like, I don't know what the guy... But it's basically... The Garbage Pail's kid's name is Andrew, and he's throwing up on the thing. Ugh. It's wonderful. I remember one car in particular. There was a kid sliding down a railing in the at, towards the end of the railing. There were spikes, so he was essentially just going to shred his ass and his thighs as he slid down the rail. Suicide, Sammy. That really uh, that really scarred me. I was like, oh, that looks like it's going to be awful. Right. Sounds you know? horrible. Yeah, yeah, those were pretty yeah. gross in general. Where's prepubescent Peter? <laughs> he was just like sliding down the rail to get his rocks off. Oh God, sounds about right. Is that though. how it works? Yeah, that's what I did. Those are my trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> Things that'll get you arrested. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, Actually, uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. I was going to say one last thing while we're still on Tiger Moon before we jump off of that. Uh, do you still have We're staying video? on Tiger Moon the whole fucking right. time. Don't, <laughs> right, don't do make that. any mistakes about that. <laughs> this whole right. podcast is about Tiger Moon. I'd rather not. That'll be a- You don't have a choice in this. <laughs> I, I have no objection. But what I was going to ask was... Uh, do you still have the video? Because I think I lost it again. Man. Oh, no. Like the, the downfall of Tiger Moon video. The Hitler so video? I, yeah, the Hitler video. What? <laughs> all right, so so you know... Enlighten um, me. Right, no, I think that pretty know, much like, explains I itself. I don't know what movie it's from, but you know how like a while ago everybody was making like... Uh, there's like this scene from this movie with Hitler, obviously, and it's him in a bunker, and it's basically like he's just freaking out because it's like the end of the war. And like he realizes basically that he's lost. I don't know the name of the film. Yeah. But basically, for a long time, a lot of people would just like dub, or excuse me, they would just put different subtitles in that just everyone was, repurposes it for for whatever the pop culture thing is at the moment. So right. So I repurposed it. and I made Hitler Obed, and I <laughs> made like his lieutenant Oxenine, like one of the other guys. Oxenine, I forgot that guy was like his right hand guy, which is perfect yeah, yeah. for a Hitler thing. <laughs> Oxenine. <laughs> Schnell! <laughs> yes, it just it lent itself to it. It was it was beautiful. So yeah, I just did like a I I made a video of that of the downfall of Tiger Moon. I thought it was pretty good, you know. That's fantastic. Do, is does that exist? It does exist. If I think I might still have it in an old hard drive, unless if Doug. Has I think it, I maybe. found it and sent it to you not that long ago. You did, and I you know I'm an idiot, so I probably could find it. Beautiful. Do you want me to send it to you, Justin? I, I wouldn't mind it? seeing it. I will have no no frame <laughs> yeah, of reference for anything. I don't even know if I'll have any frame of reference. <laughs> any, I probably will. I'll probably bring back some memories. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, send that my way. That was all I really came on to. <laughs> <laughs> really, I just need you to send me this video. Right. This yeah. is just a long con to get that video back again. <laughs> exactly. After That's all it. these years. Really hope we post that up. It goes viral. So I just really want to, uh, want to put that People out there. Like, this is so specific. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> no one's going to Yeah, but those are the kind of things that just have a weird way of catching fire. And everyone's like, I don't know what this means, but it means something. <laughs> Share it. Share it. It's going to go viral. We're going to make money. Yes. I don't know why I went Absolutely. with that voice. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to make money. We're going to make money. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> 
Post it. Yeah. Monetize it. There we go. We make our millions. And we can retire. <laughs> to Florida. Why Florida? Because that's where we go. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are we doing? <laughs> so, Eric. Yeah. It's entertaining just to watch you go back and forth. Yes, Doug. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, let's, let's change up the gears here a little bit. Oh, boy. And uh, so, uh, addiction. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, Doug is a master segue. I'm a segue master, and not the you know, riding thing. You know that you can you know ride around without walking. Before this episode, like before we start doing this, I was wondering how you were gonna actually segue into it. I was like, how's he gonna do it? Because like he always does it sometimes pretty well in the other podcast episodes, but I think you did great. I, I think I that. fucking nailed it. How, you know, how's Doug going to do it this time? Like a bull yeah. running into a fucking wall. <laughs> Boom! Got it. We're here. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> but yeah, we are here. So addiction uh, is is definitely a bitch. Uh, I have personal experience with that. I identify as an addict. Um, you know, I used my drug of choice for <sighs> probably for a good five, four or five years, I'd say, straight, almost every day. Wow. Um, which was, yeah, which was opiates and then heroin. Uh, and before that, I was still using pretty regularly, like pretty much since high school, something. Uh, not necessarily every day, but it just kind of snowballed, uh, you know, towards the end of college and on. Um, like I said, for about four or five years. Um, and the good news is, though, is that I am not active anymore today. And I've been clean for almost four years now. I think about, yeah, three months away. From- Congratulations, man. That, That's awesome. Give that a round of applause. That's Absolutely. Thank you. Fucking great. So, um, obviously, I've seen a lot of headlines lately about there being an opioid crisis in America. And, uh, obviously, I feel like you can kind of speak to that. So, what was your sort of experience with this? Like, what led you kind of down that path? Led me down the path of, of using? Yeah. Um, man, if I could only tell you the exact cause, it's not really just one thing. Um, in the fellowship that I'm a part of, we talk about, uh, and this might sound, I understand, like we, we have a, we have a certain language that we use in, uh, in the fellowship that I attend. So this might sound a little bit woo woo to civilians, but <laughs> here I go. Yes. We, we just talk about, uh, you know, basically everybody can kind of agree when they come in, uh, there was a spiritual void, uh, or some kind of void. If you just want to leave out spiritual for now, some kind of void, uh, in your life. And essentially, you know, you're trying to fill that you're basically trying to not face your feelings. You know, it is sort of a coping mechanism, um, uh, you know, using an obsessive using, um, and you know, uh, what made me feel a certain way. I mean, I can go into like, you know, all sorts of, I, I, I mean, uh, you know, I could, I can't pinpoint like any one experience, but at the end of the day, um, I felt not accepted. I mm-hmm. felt, uh, less than, um, you know, and really what the disease of addiction is, um, and we can talk about like the disease concept in a little bit if you want, sure. but, uh, really what it is for me at least, and I'm speaking personally is it's a disease of isolation. Um, so I, you know, I can be around people, uh, certainly years ago and even even today if i you know let it get to that point uh and you know you can isolate in plain sight for sure um you know i can be around a lot of people and basically my entire world uh became just about you know as my addiction grew it just became more about getting and using and that was my whole day and literally you know by the end of it you know i was living out of my car for a little while and uh yeah and my um the only the only text i would do every day was you know to the guy that i was getting stuff from and there was like no other phone calls there was nothing else um my world was very small it was uh pretty lost and hopeless uh you know not good times so uh what was the question again i'm sorry (laughs) uh what what led you down this path because for i know for a lot of folks it's an injury or something like that and then you know no. they get painkillers and then that leads yeah. them somewhere and then for other folks i, I mean obviously stories. you know yeah i know those stories i don't have that story my story is really uh it's it's uh not dramatic it's really again it's just one of like sort of uh emotional turmoil turmoil um mm-hmm. and just uh uh, not knowing how to deal with my feelings. And that mm-hmm. was really it. And, you know, everybody, listen, everybody has a thing that they do uh, to escape. And the only question is, is this thing making your life unmanageable, right? Like, is it, is it, and by unmanageable, I mean, 
is it unmanageable like outwardly like through your job can we see that can we see that through your relationships and there might be that but it also might be inward unmanageability um you know like i know people that are attend the fellowship that i go to that on the outside you look at them and they're successful right they have like the house the kids the picket fence all that but they can't stop using and it's like killing them inside um it's hard to really describe why i mean um you know and it does it does bleed out regardless eventually into your outside world uh that's that's never unavoidable um but for me yeah like uh my own story was just basically you know growing up i didn't have a lot of friends i was very nerdy um you know uh you know no girlfriend nothing like that for you know for many years and i was just basically really i guess like i said before just looking for acceptance and the place where i found that was you know, with people that use drugs and that's, mm-hmm. that's not to knock people that, you know, use like, listen, if you can use and, or if you can, you know, have a beer and put it down, you know, fine, you know, more power to you. That's your business. Um, so like, I don't want to knock people that, you know, necessarily use or whatever they're doing or, you know, if they're younger, you know, experimenting, you know, fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the only requirement for membership that, you know, for people that use is that you use yourself. And so I found acceptance very easily in those groups. And then, when I did find my drug of choice, eventually, uh, again, in college, uh, you know, I took that first one and it was sort of like, this is how I'm supposed to have felt my entire life. Oh, you know what I mean? Wow. Sort of like, yeah, like sort of like something was missing inside of me or about me uh, my entire life. And when I took this, it all just washed away immediately. I felt more sociable. I felt more confident. You know, I felt like I could connect with people. And that was something I was never able to do before. Um, and it's pretty powerful, man. And it's hard to put down. And at first it was fun. Like at first it was just fun, you know, it was just partying and it was college and like whatever. Do you feel Um, like that, that, that drug gave you confidence? I felt like it did. It was a false confidence and it never. And again, as time goes on, as anyone that's been addicted can tell you that eventually that it's not about that anymore. It's just about you're getting to like the next one, just feel normal, Mm -hmm. like not even confident, you know, cause that's how tolerance builds up and all that. Right. Um, was so it, yes. was it, uh, and I, and you, you had said that you had tried prior to finding whatever the drug of choice, what, like the one that you finally landed on, uh, basically you had said you had tried other, other drugs before that, right? Sure. Like getting yeah. into, and so what do you, do you know what it was about the one you landed on that like well, was, clicked exactly, for you? Yeah. Like what was yeah, the was, thing that, that just made it feel right? It was exactly like I just said, uh, you know, it was, it was basically like right when I took this drug, I felt like a completely, I mean, I, you always feel different when you take any kind of drug. Right. But when I felt, when I took this one, it was like this, there was just some kind of like primal, you know, feeling that I was like, this is, this is what life is supposed to be like for me. Like, this is how oh, wow. I'm supposed to be feeling all the time. And you'd like, never that experienced I, that with a, with any of the prior drugs. Like this was a brand yeah, new feeling. Listen, man, I've done you know, I've done them pretty much all. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I found this and I, you know, and that was another thing. Like if I'm looking back, like we talk about the disease of addiction and, you know, we talk about when we say disease, usually what we mean is uh, it's characterized by obsession, compulsion and self-centeredness. So when anyone in like my fellowship says disease, that's what they mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, my, and my using even before, like I knew I was an addict was totally characterized by those three things. Um, it was obsessively thinking about it, compulsively using it and, you know, being completely self-centered, like nobody else's thoughts or feelings were even on my wavelength. You know what I mean? Uh, when I was, when I was, uh, trying to get the next one. So, yeah. Uh, I just had a question and it just, just, it just (laughs) bounced right out of my head. Damn it. So is, was there a point in time where. I mean, obviously, um, as you were using and things like that, it, it ramped up uh, as you mm-hmm. went along. Um, sure. What? So, if you don't mind my asking, what was what was the initial drug that kind of like you landed on? Uh, I think the first dope, like probably uh, roxycodone, which is like a prescription. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's oxycon uh, oxycodone. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was like the first thing I found that was in the opiate family. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that you know don't know, heroin is in the same family as that, and that is eventually what I graduated to, so to speak. Sure. Um, so what but, was yeah. that? What 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 led you? I guess like how does that progression take place? Like what what At led first, you? It's just it's just like you know, uh, I'm the people that I'm I'm friends with and who I'm associating with are you know 
they're into that and sure. they're into drug, you know, whatever. So I'm hanging out with them. I have no problem using it. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that to put blame on them because it's totally my responsibility, sure. you know? Uh, but yeah, like that was how I got introduced to it. I just hung around people that, you know, were also using and one day that was the drug they had. And as you mentioned the very beginning, like there's kind of like an epidemic now and it mm-hmm. was right around this time when that was really starting to ramp up, at least mm-hmm. that I noticed. Like this was, I guess, what, 2000 and like, seven eight you know something okay. like that around there so yeah um yeah yeah yeah. so uh so basically and like i said at first it was just like amazing you know uh and at first it was just like you know i did it one weekend and i didn't have to use it ever you know i it was fine but then like something just clicked where like one day i used it and it's like it's not every weekend or every other weekend it's like all right the weekend and now let's like make the weekend include monday and mm-hmm. you know it just kind of snowballs from there and then before you know it like literally like like that it's just you're you're using every day and like you're like oh my god uh i'm addicted you're waking up and you just gotta you gotta use to film to normalize to bring yourself back to zero yeah just yeah. To, just to bring it back to zero there was like one moment like you know that i i really had a moment of clarity uh towards the beginning towards the beginning of that like four or five year stint that i mentioned earlier uh i remember i was like cutting out a line for myself to you know to blow or whatever and i remember realizing like like, this is what my life has become now. And like, I, you know, like not going to lie, like I actually not corny or anything. Like I did cry, like just on realization of that fact. And like, I still did it. Sure. And like, I stopped myself. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty crazy. So it was, uh, so even when you had that realization, you, you still went through and was basically yeah. against, against what there's part of your brain that it sounds like was telling you, Hey man, what are you doing to yourself? Stop this. And then there was another part of your brain that was like, well, can't stop now, and it just like you just it just overtook that other half of your brain almost. Yeah, it so you're sort yeah you're definitely sort of right. It wasn't even like there was a side of me that was like you can't do this. It was just sort of like me observing myself. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and like not not telling me not to do it because there was no part of me like I knew I was going to do it. Right. I just felt like shit about it. But the realization, <laughs> like you know, I like that realization of I I'm I'm yeah, doing it like, again and I'm yeah doing it again. yeah right. What um. Yeah. What was the what was the point that you finally went enough and you like because obviously you had that thought where you observing yourself. So you knew that you probably shouldn't or didn't want to be, but you still did it, you know, and it was like, oh, well, I'm going to do this. I don't sure. like the fact that I'm doing this, but it's going to happen. And what was the final point that finally tipped you into going, you know what, I, I, I have to make a change? Uh, there was a couple points. Uh, I can remember two or three times that I tried to uh, get clean just on my own, just on my own self-will, essentially. Um, Like, I basically, like, I knew I wanted to stop. Like, I wanted to, like, really give it a shot. Uh, And so, like, basically, you know, I just locked myself in my room for, like, you know, a few days, hoping that it would just kind of pass, like, the the withdrawal symptoms, that is, um, if I just didn't use. And, uh, you know, told everybody, like, around me that I was just sick. You know, I had the flu or whatever, because... Again, for those that don't know, the the withdrawal symptoms physically from heroin are like is like an incredibly bad, like the worst flu you've ever yeah, had. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How brutal was that? It's brutal, man. Like it's not. It's like hot and cold flashes all the time. High anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, like diarrhea, like you wouldn't believe. Um, you know, just like like I said, cold sweats, hot sweats, uh, fluish. Like you, your whole body is sore. You have this incredibly terrible like restless leg syndrome where like you can't stop moving your legs and you can't get comfortable no matter what you do uh you can't sleep you're not going to sleep for like you know uh it's it's bad it's rough good Uh, god man i mean that's that's just it's incredible to me that 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 your body when detoxing itself goes through that right well to give you some of the i'm not a pharmacologist saying but but and it's been a while (laughs) since i've looked in this but to give you some of the the science that i remember from it is basically as you know uh, heroin and opiates, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're synthetic opioids, which your body naturally produces. And so when your body sees you're getting this huge influx of this synthetic thing, it's like, I don't need to make this anymore. Uh. Um, so your body stops making this. And those are the things that make you feel good, essentially. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things in your, you know, one of the neurotransmitters, uh, that make you feel good. And, you know, once you don't have that, once you cut off cold turkey, your, your body doesn't just automatically be like, oh, it's time for me to like, you know, <laughs> you know, here we go again, right? Like, no, your body, your brain has like adapted to that and it takes, while, it takes a while, like neurologically speaking, for your brain to kind of get back into gear, like a, a long time, depending upon how bad uh, your addiction was um, for it to come back. 
yeah so um that's what's that's what's going on so and that that's just that's why you feel that way it like really controls like all of that like all those symptoms wow um, so yeah, after yeah. you you kind of like so were you able to quit cold turkey like for a little bit um so yeah so i did the thing like i said uh, like maybe two or three times i think i tried to do it on my own oh, I just two or three times through. you went through that that two or three times i went through that i never got Ugh. through I never got through the entirety of the physical okay. like, acute withdrawal stage. Um, there's like an acute withdrawal stage, which is like very sharp, like terrible sy- symptoms like that. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, there's a post-acute withdrawal, which is kind of just like your body's still acclimating. You might still like get sweats in a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit different for everyone. Like your brain chemistry is still a little bit off, but like you can function. You mm-hmm. know, it's yeah. just uh, um, that that can go on for a while. Um, but yeah, so I like I said, I tried for uh, like two or three times on my own. Uh, just lied to everybody told them I had the flu and then eventually when I was really serious I you know the last time I was like you know what (laughs) like I can't I can't do this on my own like uh, it's not working I can't and also like I need to stop lying about it like that was a big thing too because you know lying is definitely a trigger Um, Mm. you know when we when addicts are active uh, you know lying manipulation all that stuff you know it's par for the course it's stuff that you develop just to get the next one when it gets to that point um, you know, scheming and all that. Sure. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, I, so when I got clean, I, I actually, uh, I recorded this like really long, I think it was probably like an hour and a half, like conversation with myself on the phone, just basically getting out all this crap. And honestly, like, I think I might even still have it on one of my phones, but, uh, it was stuff that I thought had to be said, you know, it was probably nonsense, honestly, but like, not really not i don't want to say it was nonsense but like it wasn't really at the heart of the matter it was just me kind of venting these surface frustrations it was what i need to need needed to say at the time we'll put it that way um and so i recorded this i drove around my car came home to my parents i plopped my phone down on the table i pressed play and i ran upstairs oh wow (laughs) wow and i I waited for an hour and a half and i and i you know went through how i was using uh Mm -hmm. and all that um at the time so you really laid out like Top yeah, to bottom, out. like soup to nut. It was everything that you were thinking. Everything at the time yeah. that I was thinking. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. How did uh, the uh, How did your parents respond to that? Well, initially, thank God they were they were very uh, very supportive. Like they just wanted me to get better. They wanted to do whatever needed to be done. Uh, you know, and they were supportive in that way. Of course, there was a lot of issues that we had that we worked out afterwards <laughs> that came to light. <laughs> as you can sure. Yeah. Uh, but but no but but you know they were supportive they they knew first and foremost all right like he's this is a cry for help very clearly right. um you know he's coming to us they had no idea this this hit them like a ton of bricks so there was um, not even an inkling of of thought on their part of of uh of that that you were using right yeah wow. yeah no from what they said they had no idea you know and right. i believe them i have no reason not to oh yeah i'm just like you know usually parents are are pretty astute at like like the kids think they're getting away with something and the parents can, can call them out on it. And that's, it's yeah. just, that goes to show just kind of the links that, that an addict can go to, to, to keep it yeah. hidden. Is that um, a testament I mean, to your ninja skills, Eric? My ninja skills. Yeah. I'm, I'm the ninja to Doug's not so ninja. Um, <laughs> yes. You are the antithesis uh, of not so ninja Doug. Right. Which is just a good ninja. <laughs> which is a ninja. It's just a ninja. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I obviously wasn't doing it in front of them. I wasn't living with them at the time uh, when okay. it was, like, okay. gotten worse. Although, I got, like, a room for rent that lasted a month, and then I needed the money for more drugs, so I, that's why I was living in my car for mm. a while. But, like, there was, there was, you know, they definitely knew something was up. They just didn't know what, and they had no experience with this. Mm. Uh, they didn't know what to really think. Uh, I guess they just might have thought emotional issues, you know, whatever. Um uh, I don't know, but I, you know, I'm not inside their head, but yeah, they, it hit them like a ton of bricks. Uh, so they, they had no idea, but I came to them, um, and they're like, all right. Um, so the first thing that we did was they got me into an outpatient. Uh, so I didn't go to like a inpatient rehab where you stay for like 28 days, um, or anything like that. I did something basically where you, uh, I think I did went like three or four times a week for like uh three hour, like group sessions and like an individual session, something like that. Um, but really like what I, what I think saved my life. I mean, that was good. And like, I'm not knocking that. Like, you know, I learned a lot and outpatient about addiction, generally speaking. Um, but like what really saved my life and what I still participate now is like, you know, the 12 step fellowship, uh, that I go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where, you know, gave me the long term uh, solution, so to speak. 
So, wow. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so what I, I want to talk real quick about uh, the the disease of addiction, as you were saying, because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like I feel like I have a very addictive personality, and that's kind of yeah. how I've I've described it in the past. And I've heard people describe that. Can you talk a little on like what your thoughts are on the difference between the uh, disease of addiction and then someone who just maybe has an addictive personality, or are they one and the same? Well, yeah, they they might be one and the same. The 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 only. The only real issue that like I think one needs to ask them, and I said this before, um, like when they're really thinking if they need help for something, because it might not be, you know, I mean, there, there's there's people that have, uh, you know, sex addiction problems, there's people that have overeating, uh, and there's 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 fellowships for all these things. Uh, obviously, you know, alcohol, like all this stuff, um, all these things that are basically uh, things that we take that are external to us or outside of ourselves to try and change something on the inside. When that becomes gets out of control to a point where it's affecting your life in very negative ways that's when and you can't stop you know you can't you can't possibly stop like uh that's when i would say or at least that's how i realized like i was an addict um so it's not i can't like point to someone and say you're an addict i can definitely hear someone's story sure and i could say be like hey you sound like you might have something there that you know you might need to work on that uh uh, you know, that might be, uh, addictive, but when someone says addictive personality, it just, it doesn't mean as much to me because to me, if you can like go and have a drink and you like, don't need to take the next one, you know, if you don't need to drink another one or, you know, if you don't always need to drink to get drunk, sure. Like you're not, to me, you're not really like a true addict. It's not an addict. Right. Like for Doug, Mm -hmm. for example, like he'll eat Chinese food one day Mm -hmm. and then he'll eat it the next day and then the next day. Sometimes I'll have it for lunch and dinner. Right, exactly. So that would be more of like, hey, stop eating Chinese food. That's not so much like. (laughs) And then my butt will say, hey, Doug, stop eating Chinese food. And I'll be like, okay. You shut for a little bit. And then Doug will say, you shut up, butt. Yeah. You shut up, butt. Yeah. Yeah. Get back to my Chinese food. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Real quick on that, the other day a girl asked me if I wanted to go to Chick fil A for breakfast. They were running some. Just a random girl? There's a girl in my office. Oh, okay. Thank you for letting me clarify, Justin. Yeah, was this uh, like a date? No, right. <laughs> Doug was date? standing on the train platform, and a girl like, walks hey. up and goes, you want to go to Chick-fil-A for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, I should have specified. In my mind, it made sense, but I'm like, yeah. There's a girl in my office. She's like, hey, they're running a promotion. Um, if you come with me, uh, you know, we can each get a, a free thing. And I go, nah. And she just kind of sat there really disappointed. She goes, mm-hmm. I bet if it was Chinese, you'd come with me. I'm like, you're fucking right. I'd come with you. <laughs> Chinese she's breakfast like, food? So even for breakfast, I'm like, you're fucking right. I'd come with you. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I was like, you know me. That's great. Now go get me Chinese. So, yeah. She anyway. knows you better than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then the only other thing I want to just tack on is, again, I just want to just say it. But the way that, like, the fellowship that I go to identifies addiction is we, we talk about, like, in terms of obsession, compulsion, self-centeredness, which I said before. So I don't think I need to rehash. But uh, that's that, like, when we're when we're looking at it in terms of trying to live in recovery, we look at it from like in that way like we think about obsessive thoughts compulsive actions and self-centered fear like where that just um, consumes everything that you're thinking about right yeah yeah the obsession yeah mm-hmm. so how do you go about controlling like so <laughs> you, you seem like you understand it very well and you have a good grasp on it but obviously from what yeah. i've heard like this never really goes away so right. um how do you go about controlling those sorts of urges uh so Okay, so here's more of the woo for you. Um, woo, woo for me. Yeah. So we in the fel- uh, in the fellowship we try to move away from self will and move to God's will. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that actually as someone who considers them an atheist, but okay. I still believe because you know God is just a word. What matters is like the connection to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so for me. God is not, you know, a man in the sky. It's not, you know, someone that controls the universe. And if that is, and I know plenty of great people where that is their thing, and that's, you know, fine. Again, more power to them. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Uh, for me, that doesn't really work. That's just not my belief. Um, uh, you know, I'll never say never, but that's probably not going to be the thing that does it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we talk about, uh, what I, when I say God, what I really mean is a higher power. And uh, in the fellowship, you know, that I go to, we. We define higher power simply as something loving, caring, and greater than yourself. And that's all that it has to be. So, uh, and it's not supposed to be like another person or a place. Um, uh, so something that's loving and caring and higher than yourself, like let's just talk about something that's like higher than yourself, uh, like ideas we can think about as being higher, you know, conceptual things that can be greater than a person 
Or you could think about the fellowship itself, like a group of people, like, you know, two people is greater than one person. Uh, so like, that's a higher power. Uh, you know, there's negative higher powers too. We, we addiction is a negative higher power. Um, so when I say higher power, what I, what I mean and what I use, uh, personally speaking is, uh, just spiritual principles and, you know, uh, spiritual principles are just like very simple human attributes, like trust, faith, you know, love is the big one. Uh, again, not to get all too care bear on you, no, but no. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah. That's Lo- love is like, is really the center of, uh, the program, I would say, yeah. um, you know, you know, God love, um, because really, you know, coming into, uh, the rooms or coming into a fellowship, you really, <laughs> it's like, for me, you know, I just came in completely lost, completely hopeless, completely beaten. Uh, uh, there were probably people, you know, my parents and stuff that were willing to love me, but I wasn't like able to accept it. Um, you know, so yeah, we say like in, in the rooms, you know, the fellowship will like love you, uh, until you learn to love yourself. And, you know, it really did like it saved my life. Um, just having that like unconditional love from people that like understand where you're coming from. Uh, because that, that's another big thing is we, we say like an ultimate, the ultimate weapon is like one you know, addict helping another, um, just, just through identification purposes. That's huge. Um, so how to control it is like, I don't really control it on self-will because my, my self-will has pretty much gotten me in trouble my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the way that we conceptualize is we talk about through God's will. And again, for me, that's, that's spiritual principles at the moment. And it might change, you know, my higher power as I grow and as I, you know, mature and develop as like a person on this earth that it, it'll become something different one day. And that's fine. It doesn't need to be, uh, you know, something that's locked in stone. Uh, you know, we, we say that it's a spiritual program, not a religious one. Um, like and we that. just basically mean, yeah, there, there's no, there's not like a dogma really mm-hmm, attached right. to it. So, so I, I guess I, I appreciate that explanation. I guess I'm too stupid to fully understand. So when you say belief in a higher power and for you, you say something like love, like, can you explain that a little more? Like, do you say you rely on the love of those around you to keep you strong? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, I do rely on, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't rely on other individuals or sure. people, yeah. uh, but I literally mean as like a concept or as like a principle, mm-hmm. like an ideology uh, of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like love as an idea and, and practicing it, like practicing it, practicing spiritual principles. Uh, that's like at the crux of it. So it's like inviting these things into my life and uh, I'm trying to like really, uh, I'm not going to be able to encapsulate this all, uh, you know, necessarily, but uh, I'm picking up what you're laying down. I'm too yeah, dumb okay. to understand this. So I'm trying to, <laughs> I, I guess. So I'm, like, yeah. So here's good. the thing. Yeah. So just really quick and then I'll, I'll shut up for a minute. No, no um, you're doing great. So, uh, so much of like who we are generally, this is everybody, obviously not just addicts or whatever. So much of who we are is, is like the people we associate with and the things that we read. Right. You know, like I, I, it's my belief that like, you know, in terms of like who we are and how we act and who, how we behave is very much influenced by those things. Um, you know, and what you associate yourself with every day. So the goal for me is that every day I want my mind space to be associated and occupied with something like spiritual principles. Uh, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, If that makes sense. And I try, you know, to the best of my ability, which is different some days and other days if you catch me in traffic i'm definitely not trying Um, but you know i try to uh live my life through spiritual principles Mm -hmm. uh you know through the day um and that that keeps me clean along with some other things that we do uh in in the fellowship as well um yeah cool I get it yeah. now. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, I get it. We're talking about I don't know if things. I made it more confusing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's my answer. No, I think that was a fantastic explanation. I, I mean, I, and it's it is a it's a it's a very lofty concept if yeah. to to, you know, boil down into yeah. you know, less than an hour of a of an explanation on a podcast. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. yeah, but I think in general, I think that was a, you know, that gives people some context as to what exactly you're talking about. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I, there's definitely stuff that I, I mean, I'm not going to even try and compare my struggles to yours. But, you know, there's there's times where I feel like, you know, like I play games too much, you know, not yeah. anymore. Cause, I, I do too, Christ, man. Uh, yeah, I still do. we still do. So, together! Yeah, together. Or like, uh, you know, I'm like, nah, I am going to have a whole bunch of soda today, you know, or yeah, 22 year old Doug says, I bet you can eat that whole pizza. And I do. Guess what? You should get a quad burger from Choppers. Yeah. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Um, You know, things of that nature where, you know, 
I'm like that. I feel like that's where my addiction lies is food right. and and things like that. So for a while there, I'm like, I'm good. I don't drink alcohol. I don't do drugs, but I'm slowly yeah. killing myself by eating the wrong things and not exercising. Right. So, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and listen, dude, you don't, you don't need to like your, your problems are just as valid <laughs> as mine. You don't mm-hmm. need to like, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, yeah, and there, there is. I'm not saying that you know you need to go, but there is like you know an Overeaters Anonymous. Some, sure. You know, so th- those things exist because those are real issues for people. Yeah. You know, right. um, yeah, and just again, just to touch on like some of the other like solution based things about how we we deal with this. Uh, we talk about um, service, the selfless service. So that might be like I have a commitment within the fellowship. Uh, 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 I don't know if I can go into it really specifically, but mm-hmm. I have like. A commitment where like i basically help other uh addicts that are basically fresh to the the nice. game yeah um there's uh step work which is a big one um sponsorship uh and meetings uh and sharing at those meetings mm-hmm. um you know and those are those are kind of like the core things that make up the program that help uh, people stay clean day to day nice yeah so uh, you know um we were slowly coming to the uh the the latter half of the uh, the podcast here i wanted to to just see if almost turn it into a little little public service announcement here like if you could uh some, someone's listening to this and they're struggling or they're having some issues yeah. what what would you what, what's the first thing that you would just kind of hey you know oh. all hope's not lost here's what you can do well that right there let let me just tell you because i again all hope is not lost that's that's huge like just to hear that from someone that like has been through what you're going through is like very big because when I was in like withdrawal initially, it was like the feeling of hopelessness that I had that like, this is just, this is the rest of my life. This will like, never end. This will never end. You really believe that. Like it's, yeah. it's like in you, it's like in your, your skin, your bones, like it's in your gut. Like you really don't think there's no way, no how, you know? Um, so there is hope. There are people that have been through, you know, what you've been through. If I'm just speaking to the audience, sure. uh, that, might be interested um you can yeah so like it is possible and i don't want to because i'm not here to promote any sort of fellowship or anything but i do want to say so that uh but i would make one suggestion or recommendation is that you know yeah go to a fellowship like a 12-step fellowship see what it's about you know makes make some meetings you know at the end of the day give it like the good college try don't go there just to go there and go through the motions like really try and get involved stick with the winners you know yada yada but like uh i would say whatever you do do because listen there's there's more than one way to skin a cat some people uh have you know some people get clean through other methods uh i don't i'm not familiar with them i know there's like cognitive behavioral therapy i think is like the big one this is what worked for me uh i can't say it will definitely work for you in my experience people that really do like give this an honest try and just come with some honesty open-mindedness and willingness it like works wonders for them um, but at the end of the day, just please, 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 whatever you do, do not do this alone. Because even if you can, even if you're like that one in a million person, that's like just in the trenches of addiction and like, can just self will yourself out. Um, you don't have to, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like you just, you don't have to, and you don't need to make it harder on yourself that way. Because chances are, even if you do eventually climb the mountain, you, the dragon's probably going to slay you a couple more times before that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and. Clearly, this is like life and death, at least, you know, you can yeah. easily die for any of this stuff. And that's actually how a lot of people do die is a lot of people, they, they get some clean time, their tolerance drops down, they go back out and they do more than like they're supposed to, then the, the, oh. they do what they did before. They hop back and, into what they used to do and then Yeah, just... and their body is not ready for that at that point. Yeah. Um, it, and it just, that's an overdose, you know. So don't do it alone <laughs> is my, is my big one. Just um, reach out, reach, reach out to someone. Reach, like just talk to someone who, help. yeah. There is help, and uh, please be, you know, just try and open yourself up to taking it. You're gonna, and the, the scary thing is that, like, you need to change. Like, you do need to change your life. You need to change your perception. You need to change your attitudes, your behaviors, and feelings. Like, that stuff doesn't need to change all at once, but, like, that stuff does need to change, uh, you know, because our attitudes and behaviors are, you know, what get us into this mess like the way that i viewed the world back like when i was in active addiction is completely different than how i view it today mm-hmm. um like i i looked at the world as very hostile 
uh, very cold, very lonely place, very cynical. Like I'm a very cynical person, uh, or I wa- it certainly was much more cynical. It still can definitely come out to play. Uh, <laughs> I but, can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, man. Like today, like I really, you know, when I'm really practicing the program, like I wish I could beam like how I feel <laughs> about my life and like myself into like people that are, yeah. you know, struggling because it's uh, it's like just. It's a mirror, like you know. I, I don't really. Uh, you've, you've made the like turn. The was, yeah, it made the turn right, and it's just, it's just, it's just tremendous. Like it's night and day. Like I, it's beyond my wildest dreams, and like, it's just amazing that happened. You That's know? fantastic, so. man. That makes me really happy to hear. Like I just today's the first day I met you, but it makes me like beam to hear that 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 someone yeah. was able to do that for themselves. Yeah, that's totally awesome. So. Real quick before we start kind of like heading towards the uh, end of the episode here, I just real quick, and this is probably not a real quick kind of question, but uh, your quick thoughts. In you know, 30 seconds. In 30, no. Oh give us your meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously I mentioned earlier about the, you know, there's being an opioid crisis in oh, America. Yeah. Like how, do, when you hear something like that, how does that make you feel? Uh, I mean, like it's, it's, it's sad and like it you know it's it's somewhat personal uh to me but at the end of the day man like i you know if i'm gonna like stress out about it like i i have no control over that and one of the things i've learned over my time in the program is like if i stress about things that i have no control of and at the end of the day the only thing i really have control over is myself Mm -hmm. nothing else you know no actions and that that's like a reality that i had to come to terms with because believe it or not i didn't get it you know i didn't understand that so much of my life was trying like control other people and control outcomes and when things didn't go to plan it was like terrible um but yeah so i don't stress out about personally i think it's i think it's sad i think it's terrible um i'm happy to know that there are so many places especially where i live it's the epidemic is like really here okay. um in long island new york it's mm-hmm. like it's here like it's here you know it's it's here in spades um but like you know i know there is a lot of treatment facilities i know that there is uh you know the fellowship that I'm in, we have like meetings everywhere, every day of the week. Um, you can, they, all these different fellowships, 12 step fellowships, they all have their own websites. Um, you know, so there's help available. So like, while it sucks that like there's this, excuse me, epidemic, um, you know, at the same time, like there, there is a solution and, you know, I, I can't stop the epidemic. That's, that's not, you know, sure. my job and I would not know how to stop it. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody has an idea about how to control that. You know, uh, I'm just, I try to basically, you know, uh, be here for other people that might, you know, get something or glean something from me, be it hope or whatever. And, you know, I just try to be helpful when I can. Um, sure. So, so yeah. are you concerned at all if like maybe you had to have surgery something or you got hurt and someone was like, we're going to offer mm. you pain medication? Do you, would that freak you out a little bit? Would you be concerned? It would definitely be a conversation I'd have with my sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, that being said, I know people that have had horrific injuries in recovery and we don't we don't in my specific fellowship uh you know if you're prescribed something and you're using something as prescribed that doesn't like kill your clean time um Mm -hmm. you know if it's a legitimate use like that um so that that's i'm not really so worried about that but yeah there's definitely the fear that like i can you know get back on the roller coaster Mm -hmm. um you know but it's a nice way of putting it (laughs) yes uh, (laughs) euphemism yeah um so yeah so uh, I'm not going to stress about it because sure. it's, that's a future that's not here. And, that's a bridge uh, you'll destroy when you get there. Right. But yeah, there would be a conversation, man. You know, it would be, I would reach, I would hopefully have my, my support system, uh, in place and ready to go, yeah. you know, for stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I don't stress about that. Cause it's not here. You know, yeah. it, you know what it is here though? It's the throwdown, motherfuckers. Oh, God. <laughs> Holy shit. That's how you transition, bitch. That's right. That's well done. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Some days I listen, some days I don't, Justin. <laughs> it's fair. Today I didn't listen. Uh, so today's throwdown. Uh, I'm going to make this a personal one Ooh. for you guys. Uh-oh. Uh, today's throwdown. I'm going to pit friend against friend. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Doug was a uh, imp mage. <laughs> a No, he was a woodland. He was a woodland, some sort of a woodland creature with a robe. I was not. Doug a, was a, a wizard elf hybrid. Nope. Doug was small. I was small. All right. I was and a then gnome. You were a gnome. That's what it was. The Travelocity gnome. David gnome. the gnome. Yes. David the yes. gnome. I was very much David the gnome. You were a what gnome, though? A gnome mage. A gnome mage. All right. 
So no mage versus Eric. What was your character? <laughs> I was uh, when I I was a rogue. I you, still have a rogue. Yeah. This will be an easy throwdown because it's a I stealthy know stealthy assassin ninja character basically called a rogue. A rogue. Well, I feel like the rogue wins. Yeah. Just based off name. Yeah. Eric and I dueled. <laughs> Many times, even in situations where I probably should win, Eric would beat me. But so, here's the thing. Well, like, here, let me, let, all right, let's make it interesting, though. Can I can I insert something? Into oh, you? of course. All right. So, like, we'll make it interesting by saying, because I think a lot of the reasons that Doug lost me is because he doubted himself so much. Like, well, literally, that, Doug would just, like, he would be so self-critical and so down on himself. And I think he would, like, freak out and just, like, you know, hit the wrong key at the wrong time because his, like, his heart's racing, you know, whenever we're in, like, a player versus player situation. So let's let's have a scenario where Doug doesn't have that. Or Doug's like, not playing. <laughs> let's, it's, let's put e-gamer versus e-gamer. Well, let's look at it this way, too. The rogue is the natural enemy of the mage. Okay. Am I right? I Wait, mean, are we in space? Are we in space? <laughs> Naturally. Where the hell else space. are we going to be? So Wait, I, no, mean, I, uh, I mean, I obviously the, the mage oh, yeah. is is completely inept against a rogue. Nine times out of ten. Yeah, but yeah, can't the, the mage? Is a mage is a wizard, right? Yeah. So can't the mage cast some some spell or something that can like whenever like uh, maybe a rogue comes past a certain point, they're revealed or. They always have some sort of field you around let, You said something. a very important word, and that word is cast. And casting mm. takes time. And while it's I'm casting quick. a spell, Eric pops behind me and starts stabbing me in the back. Like a million times. Stab, 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 stab. And if I'm not facing him, the spell doesn't go off. So yeah. Eric, and let me tell you something about Eric's play style. <laughs> Eric's like fucking Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> one of my favorite I moments. Was. One of my right. favorite oh, moments is in the game at this point in time, there were these very unique weapons that very few people had. You had to go to these ridiculous raids, and they, they were like these these blades, like amazing blades that like kind of curved. War glaives. War they glaives. were called glaives. war glaves. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they were legendary weapons. Legendaries, don't you don't get those very often. And this no, guy, sir. this other rogue that we were playing against in this massive battle had both. To have one was great. This guy had both of right, them, right, one right. in each hand. And this guy was just tearing stuff. ass. Like, you see him and you shit your pants. You're like, I can't beat this guy. Right. Whirlwind of death. Yeah. yeah. So... Eric has this amazing moment where he's in it's 40 on 40. All right. So this is a giant shit show of yeah. people fighting. Okay. Sure. It's a fucking shit Wonderful. show. And oh, they are just steamrolling our team. They're going to our final part in this map of this PVP map and they're just, they're going to win. So we're doing our best to hold them off. Eric finds this guy in the crowd and essentially <laughs> is like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. All right. <laughs> So Eric's battling him in the middle of this. It's like some epic sort of cinematics moment. Think like Troy, like if you remember the duels in Troy where everybody just like, everybody kind of circles around the yep. two one-on-one combats just watching. They're like, oh, oh what's going on? That's exactly nice. what happened. So this guy, if I remember, this guy, if I remember correctly, Eric, and correct me if I'm wrong, you shadow stepped from one tower to another and you yes. killed him. Is that correct? So let me explain shadow right. step. Right. So you target someone and you click this ability and you immediately teleport, teleport behind, behind them I'm, and go. I'm bored. You're bored. <laughs> I'm bored. So Eric sees this guy at the other tower, and he uses the building. He goes, poof, teleports. No, but, I'm sorry, go I ahead. Here's the thing. It has a range. Like, you can't just teleport from infinite range. So what I did to in order to get into range, right. like, there's two towers. They're separated by space, obviously. They're in space again. Um, but they're separated, and I basically use a different ability, sprint, which is a sprint. You know, mm -hmm. you move much faster, and I jump and leap and vault off of one tower. And, like, the momentum carries me just in range to hit the shadow step ability. And, like, I shadow step, like, across the towers, like in the Matrix, when <laughs> across things. And then I, you know, owned his ass. It was great. So you, was... you shadow step, when you shadow step, you just appear behind someone. And yeah. you just... Yeah. yeah. And so, did you get, did you get them, his, yeah. his... um That's not how the game glaves? works, unfortunately. Not how the game works, no? I would have loved it. Yeah. Because you would have awesome. earned one of those for that fucking move right there. Right. Both. Yeah. So here's the thing. That's what I'm fighting against, Justin. Right, okay. And here's but my guy. He's like, and one, and two, and three, and fireball. One, and two, and three, and ice spell. One, and two, and dead. Hold on. But here's, <laughs> but here's the thing. That was someone who really figured the player out. <laughs> right? Guess who didn't really figure out the player? This guy. So let's take your no mage, mm -hmm. and let's take, let's take a no mage. <laughs> A 10th degree no mage. 
Is that a thing? Did I just say a thing? Sure. All right, we're uh, going to take a 10th degree no mage and put it against... We're going to get you to play WoW yet, I swear to God. You would I'm hate this game. This podcast you degree. would hate the game, Justin. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Justin would hate that game. Come on, Hammer. You're going to have... <laughs> You're going to have to fly to Chicago and force me to do it. He would be a dwarf warrior. That's exactly what he would be. I think that's Do I get to fuck with people as a dwarf warrior? Is it easy to fuck with people as a dwarf warrior? Yeah, I mean, man. yeah, to some degree. Yeah. All right, then I'll be a dwarf warrior. <laughs> I want to be I want to be an imp an imp uh, what did I say at the beginning? An imp, an imp wizard. <laughs> you can't be an imp, unfortunately. I'm going to do it. Uh, you can be a goblin. I'm going to write a letter to WoW. You can be a werewolf. I'll do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just list them off. I'll tell you what I'm going to be. <laughs> no, so let's take a gnome mage, uh, a practiced, uh, you know, skilled gnome mage, and put it up against a skilled rogue. Okay. Is All right. The- I like this. Okay. So yeah. personal aspect out. Right. Like, it's not mage you versus, versus Eric. Rogue. It's the character versus yeah. the character. Eric, in this current iteration of World of Warcraft, what do you think? Yeah. I'm actually not sure because I don't. I don't do player versus player too much anymore. I just do like the raids, but um, I don't know. I, I think, uh, man, it's hard for me to say. I, I have to go back to like when we were doing sure. player versus player. But like, the thing is, like, this game had a very rock paper scissors kind of feel to it in PvP. So like, the rock would be like the warrior type that like you know has the huge axe and wears the bulky armor. The paper beats it as like the mage character. And the rogue is like the scissors. They're like, you know, light armor. They like stab things really fast. They cut into things. So like usually the rogue will, uh, the warrior will beat the rogue. The rogue will beat the mage and the mage will beat the warrior. Right. I mean, like, but there's, che- yeah. I mean, there's checks and balances built into all these characters. Like you never in a game get a character that's just like, I'm going to womp everyone. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Everybody has a counter. Everybody yeah. has a counter. Generally, I, yeah. yeah, I'd say generally speaking, the mage would lose to the rogue. Lose. Because lose to a good rogue. the yeah. rogue is, they're designed for what's called them. burst damage, which okay. is essentially they have a bunch of skills where they will do an insane amount of damage in a short period of time. Okay. Well, there's other uh, characters which will do sort of like damage over time abilities. Like they'll put something on you like a, a, a debuff, as they call it, and over time... Like every few seconds, you'll do damage or something like that. But the the rogue is purely designed to shadow step behind you and go, blah, 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 and then you should be yeah. dead within. They can also silence and stun mages. Like it's really a the bad stun locking is the worst. They have these abilities yeah. where they'll do like a bunch of abilities where you'll be stunned for like five to seven seconds, which doesn't sound like much, but in that game, it's a lifetime. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's five yeah. to seven so seconds much can of happen. you sitting there with your head slumped over, just stunned. Right, yeah, and he's at the whole time. Eric's just yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I had in my advantage was polymorph. I could change him into a sheep. If you nice. ever got it off. If I got it off. Yeah. That's the only thing. And usually what I would if do you is... Got off, if you got the sheep off? If I got the sheep off, yeah. it was like... Wah, wah. That's, game, that's what game what you're trying to get me to play. Go. That's exactly the noise a sheep makes, too, is... Wah, wah. <laughs> sounds just like Iron Fist. <laughs> wah. <laughs> oh, Iron Fist, God. The only thing I would have is I'd have this ability which would let me cast a three-second spell or longer instantly. Okay. And I would do that, and then Eric would have a uh, piece of equipment that which which would just immediately get him out of it. So I'd be like, well, that that worked great. Well, I'm going to die. I was like, sheep, and he's like, I'm out of it. And then he would go stealth, and I couldn't see him. Sheep, no. <laughs> and, then, and then he would go stealth, and I would just sigh. I'm like, ah, he's, he's coming for me. And before I know it, I... I I hear the whoosh, you were you were the trying noise. so hard to cast something and the yeah. stun noise and then he's just whoa, 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 whoa. you should have just called the lightning down and killed everyone yeah he doesn't mages don't do lightning unfortunately whatever <laughs> rogue for the win rogue for the win <laughs> especially Eric's row against my mage definitely every day of the week it's a no Doug mage just Doug. Beat himself before the battle even began <laughs> Doug beats himself all the time I do I win yay yay <laughs> awesome. Eric, thank you so much for taking oh. the time to be with us via Skype all the way out in the fine, fine state of New York. Thanks and for thank you for sharing. I know some yeah. of that stuff is pretty personal, but I think it's really sure. important to anyone who's gone through any sort of addiction. I think it's great to hear your story, and I, I appreciate you sharing that with us today. Yeah, dude, definitely. It's uh, It's been a pleasure, for sure. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been it's been weird. <laughs> Mission accomplished. All right, that was our intent. Yeah. Awesome. Before uh, before we start to wrapping everything up here, is there anything you want to promote? Any any shows? Anything you got going on that you want to be like? Yeah, oh, check it out. Man, challenge I'm not anyone in types like you guys. You know, I don't, I don't know what glitzy improv shows and everything. Now, I don't really have anything uh, to promote, but I'll just say again. You know, if anyone does hear this and you know there's help out there, don't do it alone. And that's really all I've got to say or plug. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, do, go ahead. Do, I was going to say, do you want to give out your gamer name in case people want to come find you and play with you? I have different Absolutely. gamer names for different games. So, 
Whatever. And I don't want to do that anyway. So. <laughs> this we'll is an exclusive club, Justin. Yeah. Jeez, I'm just trying to help you make friends. Yeah, I'm past that point. I don't need any more friends <laughs> online. I'm good. Yeah, I don't need any more Eric's. I got my own Eric. That's the only one I need. I got my Doug. <laughs> it's guy love <laughs> between two guys. That's right. Uh, guys, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, look for our page right there. Called right there. It's called uh, Mind Gap. It's on the front page of Facebook. The front page. It's on the home page. Go to Facebook.com. It reroutes you to Mind Gap. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast. And Justin has some sort of presence in the internet realms. If you type in justinstrandland.com, you will find a website that exists that has my likeness on it <laughs> and some things that I may or may not have uploaded. Yes. You can be the judge of that. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, take a few seconds. It would mean the world to us yes. if you would just write something. Tell us how we're doing, what you think of the podcast. Uh, tell us what we could do better. Uh, and then delete that and tell us what we're doing awesome. Yeah. We don't want to hear the better stuff. Yeah. Just tell us what we're doing awesome. Uh, and recommend it to friends. Share it. We love that. And and subscribe to us. I'll say it again because we love your subscriptions and I am a shameless uh, self-promoter. I will just, just subscribe to me. Yeah. yeah click and on, me too. Yeah. Subscribe to me too. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can check us out also uh, com slash mindgap. And TuiStaith.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever is another podcast I do every Monday with Milos, and it's about the bar industry, and it's fun. Yeah! Yeah. Uh, Eric, again, thanks so much for being here. Justin, thanks for having me. thank you so much for being here. Doug, thank you for being a, a gnome wizard. Gnome mage. Yes. Uh, all day. Imp gnome. Best days of his life. Best days of my life. All been the mage. I gave away all of his shit. He's naked. On the server somewhere. He's just hanging out somewhere, just with his little gnome dong hanging out. He's in his little gnome boxer briefs, not doing jack shit. He gave it away through riddles, actually. I did. I I gave away my fortune through riddles. Oh, see, that works. Give us a riddle to go out with Um, that the audience can think on until next week. All right. What has four wheels and flies? To be continued. Mind Gap Podcast.